to episode number two of the Canadian Prepper Podcast. I'd like to start out with saying thank you to everybody who tuned in to episode number one. I've received many messages and emails indicating that people enjoyed episode number one, and many have also provided lists of topics they would like me to cover or discuss. I've also had many people interested in being a guest speaker on the show. So stay tuned for future episodes with many different guests from various areas of prepping. Today's episode is going to focus on emergency communications. Emergency communications can take many different forms. When considering emergency communications as part of your emergency preparedness plan, it's important to think about which type of communications you'd like to build into your plan. Communications can utilize many different devices, such as mobile phones, computers, handheld walkie-talkies, or ham radio, also known as amateur radio. One of the most popular emergency communications topics in emergency preparedness is the amateur radio or ham radio. When speaking to people in regards to emergency communications, one of the big questions that people always ask me is, how do I become licensed? Do I have to be licensed? Ultimately, becoming licensed as a ham operator is a great idea. It gets you familiar with the operation of the radio system, familiar with how it works, and allows you to practice communicating on the system in a controlled environment. A step one to obtaining your license is studying. You have to study. You need to learn how the system works. You need to learn how antennas work. You need to learn how to speak on the radio. There are many books out there that can provide a great study material. Coax Publications has a book specifically published for the Canadian Amateur Radio Certification. It can be found at coaxpublications.ca. Another great resource for studying for your ham radio operator's license, the Canadian government actually publishes all the questions that you could possibly be faced with online. A simple Google search for Canadian ham operator exam test generator should provide you with a link to the Canadian government's website where an official version of the test generator can be located. Another great resource is simply contacting your local ham radio operators club. Say hello. Let them know that you're interested in becoming a new operator. Most local ham radio operators clubs also hold training courses throughout the week, usually on evenings, for a couple of months. And it's a great opportunity for you to get hands-on experience with knowledgeable trainers for a nominal fee. After you've completed a course, whether it be self-study, an in-person course at a local ham operators club, and you're feeling comfortable after doing some of the tests that are provided online with the test generator and you're getting a decent score and you feel that you're ready to write the actual exam, it's time to find a local examiner in your area. Your local ham operator club will have certified examiners that will most likely be present during your course if you decide to take an in-person course. If you're doing the self-study route, a simple Google search for certified ham radio examiner in Canada will provide the Canadian government's website where you can see a list of all certified ham radio examiners. At that point, you need to reach out and book a time to write the exam. Once you've written your exam and you've received your certificate, it's time to start transmitting. For the new ham operator, transmitting can be intimidating. Best way to get rid of the intimidation is to just start transmitting. Push the mic, throw out your call sign, and wait. Somebody will get back to you if they're on the air. Don't be afraid to mention the fact you're a new operator. The more experienced operators on the air will then most likely provide you some guidance and help you out. But before you can transmit, you're going to have to find a local ham radio repeater in your area to connect to. A great resource for this is repeaterbook.com. They have a website you can access on your computer, but they also have a mobile app that you can put on your cell phone. This resource contains a database of ham radio repeaters around the world, and it contains their information, 
including frequency to utilize and how to set up your radio in order to be able to communicate with the repeater. Another good reason to have a radio in your emergency preparedness kit or in your plan is the ability to listen into emergency services. Depending on the area that you're in, you may be able to pick up police, fire, ambulance, or other emergency services operating in your area. Having the ability to listen in to what's happening around you with emergency services can provide a much better picture as to what's occurring currently. Once you become a, a licensed ham operator and have some equipment set up and you're starting to communicate on the local ham radio repeaters, this opens up a whole world of communication. Literally, you're able to communicate around the world using ham radio frequencies. As you first start out as a ham radio operator, you most likely want to keep things fairly local, maybe on the two meter band on your local ham radio repeater and get comfortable with communicating with local operators in your area. Eventually, you might want to expand out into HF. Operating on HF will allow you to communicate literally around the world, depending on how the signal bounces and propagates. One question I always receive in regards to ham radio operations is what kind of equipment should I purchase? Once you finally get certified, you start shopping around looking for radios, you'll notice that the prices range anywhere from $40 up to a couple thousand dollars plus. It can be quite confusing when you first start out trying to figure out what type of radio to purchase, where to purchase it from, how much to spend, and what do you actually need to purchase. I normally tell new operators, start out with a simple handheld radio. You can purchase a Baofeng radio for anywhere between $40 to $60. They're small radios. They're very well documented. A simple YouTube search for Baofeng UV5R will result in many different tutorials that you can follow along that'll teach you how to program the radio and operate it. And they're great to get you started. Once you get comfortable operating with your handheld radio, whether it be a Baofeng or other maker model of radio, you may want to start looking into a base station, either a base station to be operated out of your home or a base station operated out of your vehicle. There are many different options for this, and the prices range anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars. It ultimately depends on your budget and what you can afford at the time. With that information, I'm going to conclude episode number two of the Canadian Prepper podcast. I hope this episode has helped clarify a few things in regards to obtaining certification for amateur radio operations and how to get started with ham radio. Again, I would invite anybody who has any feedback to email feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Let me know what topics you'd like me to cover off or if you'd like to be a guest on the show. Thank you for listening to episode number two. Please subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes and visit the website prepperpodcast.ca.